0: Support for a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience.
1: All right, I'm here, I'm online. I I don't know who does this Sunday morning. Shut your mouth.
0: What? (laughs) I sick of you with 117 episodes and literally you complain every single time but it's okay i had my daughter set something up on episode one that if you mouth it off just a little bit too much let's just say your life will be in pieces so for the next 10 seconds do you have any last words brandon
1: Ten seconds. Left. What are you going on Ten, about? This is absolutely ridiculous, nine, man. You got me here freaking early. Eight. It's daylight seven, time. I'm losing hours sleep. Six. Are you counting five, down? Oh my four, god. Four. Three. What is this? Two. One. <laughs> what? What was that?
0: Nothing happened. Like prom night all over again. Ma! Ma, it happened again! Ma, no, not that problem with my zipper! No, don't send dad in! Ma!
1: Yo, it's Showtime. Here we go. Buckle up, mask up, raise the stereo. Yeah, hey, Mr. McMahon in, in your stereo. stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count anywhere, drawers drives everywhere. Ever George keep keep better, everywhere. Better, Hit you better. with a finisher from up, out of nowhere. Like new name. Eyes hey, all hey. white
0: with the cold stare. You know I had to also, go there. Hell yeah, the pro so real. Pennies I'm in my a shorts, just a penny for months. your thoughts. It really is you ain't really built so so for the boss, no Pennies in my shorts, just a penny
1: for your thoughts. Probably shooting off like the porch, the no pennies door. in my shores, no. just a kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying steady with the source, not a penny
0: in my shores, just a kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a kenny for your thoughts, what the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. I <laughs> I'm looking at this chat like right away. This live chat. So if you're listening after the fact, you need to jump on and watch our live episodes, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts, subscribe, okay? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> people are saying in that skit that I sound like Johnny Gargano. Did Is I sound like really? Johnny Gargano there?
1: I think so, man. Especially like when uh, they were doing that one angle where they were like seeing the the I guess the, the therapist. therapist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the Loomis, and he's just like freaking out. He's like getting all worked up. I, I can see you it. Some, you want something see new reets. You know, yeah, that,
0: that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and then, of course,
1: Kyle, who,
0: by the way, let's give a shout out to uh, Apron Bump, who's on our live chat. Uh, Kyle Bird, uh, he did get engaged. I don't know. Tell, tell me, Kyle, if it hey. was yesterday, he proposed, and for some odd let's reason, go. she said yes. She said yes. Yes. I don't know why. No, I do know why. He's got those baby blue eyes, and uh, just that warm sense of security (laughs) that we all need in life. And one day I I hope to find a man like I mean, find someone like uh, Cal Bird. Uh, But (laughs) but anyway, he says, uh, "Ma, the meatloaf." So he knew what I was channeling, by the way, because I told Brandon that. I said, "I'm you know, I'm like think like Wedding Crashers." Ma, the meatloaf. So can't get anything past Kyle because uh, he definitely, definitely knew exactly what I was doing. And the chat is popping off. I'm liking this, Brandon. I'm liking this. This, this new time Sunday at twelve thirty. <laughs> the only thing we're competing with right now, or the only person we're competing with right now is Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Don't
1: supposed to I've be in church right that. now. Like, I thought about on? that.
0: I thought how blasphemous it was to have a wrestling <laughs> yeah. podcast at twelve thirty on a Sunday
1: like I here. can just hear my priest
0: right now going on Kenny Majade's not here, and uh he's going straight <laughs> to hell because apparently I have a Catholic uh priest I mean I don't know why he's not here uh, yeah. I mean he should be here worshiping the Lord instead he's with this <laughs> the devil himself uh, Brandon Brown on uh, a Sunday morning. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who reschedules the podcast for for Sunday at twelve thirty. Brandon, how? Why? Why did you I, that do I, a wrestling daylight podcast? Savings time. I don't know at what twelve thirty on what? daylight savings time, like the day of.
1: <laughs> like I what was crunching the numbers. Yeah, what's we were crunching the numbers. We were like YouTube, what's going on? How do we maximize the view count, the excitement? This is what the people wanted. They wanted a Sunday morning. Jake.
0: You check the analytics.
1: Yeah, you got to check. It's all the analytics, baby. This is baseball. It's not baseball. You don't, you don't even
0: baseball. Know the login to our YouTube channel. <laughs> no. I th- Brandon, you, you don't know, have one login to anything. I don't trust you with any... I don't trust you with child-proof locks on a medicine cabinet. <laughs> like, why would you think I'd mess you? <laughs> By the way, Slam Hub Wrestling says, Kenny wants an excuse to do an AJ Styles impression. You, <laughs> you darn skippy. Because it's I... Okay. Any excuse to do... Uh, AJ Styles impression. I'm here for it. Uh, Kyle Bird says, Open Bump <laughs> yeah. says, Who needs a priest when you can have Damien Priest? Do hey. ASMR as AJ. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I mean, if you uh, uh, listen to this, this podcast, and, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not where, something where I, I don't even know how that sounds. I'm going to have to listen to that back.
1: <laughs> How's that? Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> hold on. There you go. <laughs> How was that, Brandon? <laughs> bro, I actually subbed. I, actually sub, I subscribed to one of those ASMR so, so, so I do too. So, all jokes oh aside, God, right? You know, I'm like, me, no, no,
0: no, no. All jokes aside, I am, you know, very much a mental health advocate and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I get off. <laughs> uh, it's probably not the way to say it. I like. <laughs> I like um, but people are saying "Bro, he just did the stutter as, as ASMR AJ that's what we should do that's what we should call it we should call it ASMR AJ yeah. <laughs> <I mean>. uh, <laughs> but anyway um, what was I saying um, all jokes aside, I do like watching ASMR videos. They help like relax me calm me down because I have uh, a very like yeah. up there Personality and so it kind of like takes me down. So I, I do subscribe to a lot of stuff. There's a lot of like Massage um, <laughs> channels things like that. I know it sounds weird, but it's you true.
1: just like the sound of the people massaging. Like the skin like the back. It's a good sound I guess right. It's like that little sloshy Sort of thing. It's good. All right. Let me drink my coffee like that. Hold on hold on <laughs>
0: You can hear how relaxed I am.
1: So Wes Turner
0: says, I think you're in the wrong podcast here, Wes. He says, so I've started eating (laughs) cheese again recently. Where do you find that at the grocery store? Um,
1: It's a
0: damn dairy farmer's podcast. What's going on here? And Fernando says, Kenny gets off on AJ. Is that, (laughs) wait, wait, is there someone in this chat that doesn't get off on AJ? Because get out, just, you don't have to be here. Like, we're normal here, you know? <laughs> so if you want to do your debauchery where you don't find AJ Styles attractive, then get the hell out of here. What are you doing? Dude. <laughs> I guess we should talk some wrestling here, Brandon. Like <laughs> man. Come on. I do have actually plans. Uh, I, won't, I won't spoil it, but uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Maybe stay tuned to my Patreon. We'll do some test, test runs there. Uh, what is that? Uh, Patreon.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Thank you to our Patreons. Uh, like and subscribe, find,
1: click yeah, the button,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, subscribe, or do that you got too. Got that little, like, yeah, do
1: that little, that uh, little thing. Uh, yeah, I don't go. have
0: the logo, Brandon. I'm unprepared. I'm unprepared. No. I'm unprepared. Yeah. Like, like I was with the bomb earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I said I wouldn't say that word to get demonetized, but there I've said it.
1: There and it people goes, are saying man. this
0: isn't Rachel Ray. <laughs> 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 no, 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 cheese advice here. But Brandon, yeah, I guess we what should we? we should uh, talk about some AEW Revolution. Let's oh, start off. Let's start off talking man. some AEW. Um, you know, actually, scratch that. There's a subject I want to jump to first, okay? Because this was very prevalent last night. What was going on? Pull it up if you can. If you got it, uh, Miro mouthing off, Uh-oh. or Jim Cornette, I should say, mouthing off, and Miro threatening him afterwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he called him out, man. He's, he's gonna pull break. Pull up the tweets, gonna, Pull up the he's tweets.
0: He's <laughs> oh, goddamn hell! Uh, Penelope, Penelope Ford shouldn't be dressing like that. Whatever Jim Cornette said. And uh, Jim Cornette thinks that his opinions are, are the gospel. No pun intended. But uh, Miro Bracy said, if you come on my face, then I will kill you. You know, and it's like what what'd you just say, Miro? Brandon, oh my god, you searching for this on, on the internet. It's like watching AOL dial-up 1995. But like I in human form. It's like... Breeh, breeh,
1: breeh, 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 breeh.
0: Like, look, look at you. Yeah. So, Zero. Can someone else pull this up, please? Because Brandon Brown, <laughs> my co-host, is completely useless. He's supposed I got, to be prepared I it, with I these it. things.
1: I, no, I had it, and the ad blocker blew me up. All right, here we go. Uh, Why do you have an ad uh, blocker? So here we go. What websites are you going to <laughs> that have that many pop-ups? Yeah, I, all these pop-ups come up. All these stating... Sites, man. You know, I got to do my research too. ASMR stuff, I get pop ups. Right. All right. So, so here we go. So, uh, oh, I guess we'll hit the. Uh, I guess we'll see what Cornette says. Uh, so he, referring to Miro, being allowed to be himself, he's obviously a complete uh, effing goof. He has no idea how to get over, no idea what got him over. And for a little up a
0: tweet, while. Or I feel like you're pulling up a tweet from four months ago, Brendan.
1: No, no, no. I'm getting to the part where he gets into Penelope Ford. This is all part of the tweet. This is all, all right, this Brian, all. enough foreplay. Get into it. All right. all right. He's paired with a effing kid that looks like he's in middle school and a slutty girlfriend to have a feud with a guy that sticks his hand in his pockets and another guy that looks like he cuts his hair with a pencil sharpener. So I guess they didn't take too kindly to him referring to Penelope Ford as a slut so here comes a Miro. He's like, at Jim Cornette, if you call Penelope a slut again, I'll come like God's wrath on you. You understand? I'll personally drive to your basement.
0: And he basically said, he said, answer me, you, you Mark. Yeah. And then uh, he says, tell Brandon to redo that in Cornette's voice. <laughs> well, goddamn pal, you got your gamer girlfriend and uh, her slutty girlfriend and uh, uh you got Miro this grown man and uh, give me a meat and two cheese. And uh... <laughs> No, but my I, thing, okay, yeah. you know, obviously everyone knows what happened. I'm not here. Let, right. Let's not talk about what happened. Uh, what, what I do want you to pull up, because I want you to read this one after I'm done here, is the response that Penelope oh, Ford yeah. had, because she absolutely just cut the head off of Jim Cornette. Like, Jim Cornette yeah. could not yep. respond to it. But my problem with Jim Cornette, right? And let me finish, because I'm gonna. it's going to be controversial at first. I like Jim Cornette. I've always liked Jim Cornette. You know why? Because he's one of the greatest heels in professional wrestling. All right. He was genuinely annoying. He did his role correctly. But the problem I have with Jim Cornette is in 2021, he is completely detrimental to the wrestling business. All right. It's obvious he doesn't like the wrestling business anymore. It's obvious that he wants things to be the way they used to be. And I get it. I want things to be the way they used to be. But the way I say it, right. And, you know, yeah. it, Miro had a great response, by the way, because somebody said something like, you know. Jim Cornette probably has a mansion and he's probably got more money than you have and all of this <laughs> stuff. And uh, so you can't really, you know, speak about Jim Cornette. And so I responded to it. I flat out said, I probably, a, a sweetheart, I probably have a better house than you. And am, am I supposed to discredit you because I have a better house than you? I don't understand how people's mentality works like that. You know, like I've had people say, you know, okay, well, I have more followers than you. So you're a little troll or something like that. And I, I basically say, you can't think like that. You can't compare someone's uh, step one to someone's step 20. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Ah, like, if what? I'm comparing, look, if, if I'm comparing a 20-year-old, in this case, a like Miro, right? Like a 30-something-year-old, sure. to Jim Cornette in his 60s or probably 120s. God knows what's keeping him alive still. Um, it's like, why am I comparing these two?
1: <laughs> I, I guess to me, but... Uh, Well, well, let's get into the, uh, I guess, Penelope Ford's uh, response to to something. She's like, "Uh, uh, I I mean, I'm trying to to censor this one. I know she probably said it a little bit. Yeah, she gets so crazy. All right. uh, uh, But he lets people blank his wife while he watches. So what does he think of her? Uh, But she's probably the only person besides himself uh, he feels bad for because his little D can't please her after five blue shoes and needs other men to do it for him. So, uh, Penelope can hold her on here.
0: <laughs> yeah, Penelope, you know, Penelope didn't need Miro. Let's just say it like that. Because if she had just responded with that, it wouldn't have even been a thing. Um, but with Jim Cornette, again, my thing, my thing with Jim Cornette is, like, I don't doubt that he loves the wrestling business. But I, I understand that he's scorned, and it's not what he wants it to be. But here's my take on how, why that's wrong, right? So, all of us here, obviously, we have our parents, right? And uh, our parents probably... Wanted us to stay little cute children and they would have preferred us to not backtalk and to remain those little helpless children But guess what times change we grow up and we become you know independent beings that no longer want back scratches and hand-holding and Being picked up and things like that, right? Am I supposed to look at my child and say well now that you're different? I don't I don't care about you. No if you truly love your child you will adapt and the relationship changes and you will learn how to give love in a new language, per se, right, new love language. So my thing is if Jim Cornette says he loves the wrestling business, when it grew and it changed and it became something he didn't necessarily agree with, if he so, quote unquote, loves the wrestling business so much, he would have adapted and changed with it, but he has not and he refuses to. And that's where I say, just like parents and children, no child needs to conform to their parent. It's the parent mm. that needs to conform to the child because the child is going to be here when you're long gone, right? Mm. So to me, like, that's how I view parenting with my child. I'm like, I'm not going to you know, screw her up, her mind up be, uh, for my selfish reasons because at the end of the day, when I'm gone, when her mother's gone, when her grandparents are gone, she's left in this world to fend for herself. So we take that to the wrestling business. When Jim Cornette's gone, the wrestling business is going to grow and thrive and hopefully he left it in a better place, uh, you know, than it was before but he's not doing that he's not doing that so to me it's like if you are not going to help this wrestling business grow and thrive see your way out because there are other parents that can take over for the wrestling business you don't need that to take that responsibility but understand all it comes across is you trying to maintain your relevance in 2021
1: right in a business that has
0: passed you by (laughs)
1: Well, don't you think it's all it's kind of, you know, the work on both parts like they're both sort of helping each other out because it's like, you know Cornette's he's always sort of, you know, criticizing AEW, but he's always talking about AEW for all the shows He's always running down the cards for all the shows. So it's like he needs something to talk about So he's talking about the company and then you know, you get this little feud between, you know, Miro him Penelope They're all sort of going back on Twitter. So it creates buzz. It sort of helps them both out I I don't know if If Jim
0: Cornette is that smart. I will give him credit if hmm. he is that smart but to me he's just like kind of trolling um talent and things like that so i don't think it helps per se uh, but hey again i will give credit where credit's due if he's doing that where he's just getting the talent over by being you know the, that pseudo heel for people right. then he's smarter than i give him credit for
1: It was funny though. But yeah, so uh, actually, what what do you think sort of 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 Miro in his place? Do you like sort of where he is? Do you think he should have been a main event guy already? I think think he should have been a main
0: event guy. I think AEW is booking him terribly. Uh, Mm. But at the same time, I think they've rectified that in the last week or two where they've kind of made him a little bit of a stronger character. But it's like, here's a guy that like I feel like you had a reason to kind of put him more towards the main event uh, as you as he came in. But uh, he started from the bottom and he's still kind of there. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't agree with it, but, you know, I, I do have faith in AEW because AEW is now, if you're if you're paying attention, if you're paying attention to like Kenny Omega, he right. was kind of coasting and then they brought him up. MJF was kind of coasting and now they've completely taken him a different direction um, after la- the last Dynamite turning on the inner circle, you know, so um, I have faith in AEW here, Um okay and so eric travis says i'm not sucking yeah. up to nobody but do you think cornet got a point Miro being a joke now so let's bring that beast Miro in him and and my thing on my take on the situation is i don't think anybody's disagreeing with cornet per se but it's how you're communicating it so if i mm-hmm. say well you know Miro, hey they need to be booking Miro better cool but if i'm saying his slutty girlfriend uh he's paired with this slut over here then it just comes across like you... like like It literally is like, why are you being sexist? Like, literally... Okay, and then people people are like, oh, talking in character. Like, it's talking about her character, not, not her as an actual person. I go, not okay, person, cool. Maybe. Then, tell me where her character has displayed traits of sluttiness. It's still unwarranted. It's literally unwarranted yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there are no... There's nothing to go off of here. She has not shown that in her character. If her character was... Okay, if her character was, like, side-eyeing Miro every time he was in the, you know, on screen with, with Kip Sabian and stuff, and kind of, like, Kip Sabian turns his back, and she kind of, like, playing, you know, playing with her hair, looking at him, and kind of, like, <laughs> something like that. Okay, maybe. Maybe, but even then, the language that she use is kind of bad. But you get what I'm saying? It's like, she's done nothing to deserve that comment. All right? So, that, that's all I'm
1: saying. <laughs> yeah i, mean, I, I yeah it, it's tough for me to to, me to say right now like what's going on i, I want to let it play out but like you said like they both went hard at each other so it's okay like i think i think i kept saying his husband was like oh it'll be a joyous day like when you die like stuff like that <laughs> so i know cornet like, cornet does troll yeah. the troll. i Cornette, get it but yeah he it, says it, Cornette said a lot of awful stuff about other talent and other it, religion, it's so. true it's true and um Kyle
0: says, Cornette and AEW would be the greatest thing ever. Instant nuclear heat. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> That's the funny part about it. Um, but anyway, so this is why we can't do podcast Sunday at noon. You hear, you hear this lawnmower going off here? God, the freaking Mexicals have shown up in my house. Um <laughs> I feel like if you don't know what the gimmick I'm talking about is, you are taking that as completely racist. Yeah, (laughs) The Mexicals were... Just search Mexicals, okay? To Take the heat off of me. You'll understand. Because they parodied... I feel like that wasn't a genius gimmick but it wasn't pulled off well. Because they had turned babyface and kind of... Okay, like the whole gimmick was supposed to be that they were fitting the stereotypes that people talked about Mexicans uh, like, and so they came out on a lawnmower and they were like... You're not. We're not going to be these people that you think we are. You think we're just landscapers and all of this crap. Yeah. But then, like, they turned babyface after Juventud Guerrero, who was supposed to be the mouthpiece, left. And mm. so then they just were babyfaces coming out of lawnmowers. So it was like, wow. Now <laughs> you're just the stereotype, you know? <laughs> but Whereas now before, people embrace
1: the lawnmowers. Now they love it. You know?
0: But before it was supposed to be like, oh, haha! This is what you think we are, you stupid idiots. You know. <sighs> I'm just saying the Mexicans. Were had potential to be a really good faction, and then it completely went off the rails, just like this podcast, because we're talking about the Mexicals for some odd reason. Um, but let's get into it, Brandon. We don't got a yeah. lot of
1: time here. We're doing an yeah.
0: hour flat, brother, brother. Let's let's go. Let's get um, it. Okay. So good. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say since we were on a uh, revolution for a little bit, I guess yeah. I wanted to hit on you say off the rails. Let's talk about that rig post spot. <laughs> you know. I feel so bad. By the way, everyone's saying,
0: kind of yeah. sad, the skit wasn't Brandon screaming, 69 me, Kenny. <laughs> I
1: mean, oh, man. Oh 69 <laughs> me, Kenny.
0: It now. Kyle says Kenny stepped off his soapbox speaking about sexism, only to be racist against Mexicans. <laughs> <or healed her. laughs> what he does. That is not true. Uh, Shut your yeah. mouth, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> but what happened with this explosion spot? This was more disappointing than the first time I had sex, because you think all of this stuff's gonna happen. You think it's gonna be all big explosions. You know, everything's gonna go
1: off, and then a couple of sparklers go off. <laughs> no, but look, I think the the build up uh, during the match was good, and when they first took the first, you know, the bump match was the amazing. To get the pop, yeah. Everybody was super into it. The match it. was, it was felt amazing like from the live crowd. Yeah, everybody was feeling it. And so yeah, like I said, these guys went nuts. They're cutting themselves, bleeding all out, all over the place. So it was a good, sort of, you know, a hardcore Bobber match. I think you got what you were expecting, you know, from the match yeah. itself as it went on. Uh, but again, just like the first time that I that I
0: had sex, <laughs> you know, it was a great build-up, great great anticipation, great middle, and then something something went wrong at the end, you know. <laughs> and uh you know things happen yeah
1: I know but then exactly. it makes These the happen. rest of it
0: look bad you know it <laughs> makes the rest of it look bad that's the problem is the problem is uh, bully ray i think said it best on busted open yeah. he literally says you know people remember the end of the show they don't remember anything else that happens so They remember the end of the show and the end of the show was abysmal and i don't think this was anyone's everyone's like yo Kenny's tripping today today <laughs> but um <laughs> Kyle says, "Don't lie, Kenny. It'd be like the first time you had sex if all explosions went off as Moxley was making his entrance."
1: <laughs> don't Dad listen to Don't listen to Kyle. He's gonna,
0: don't listen to Go Kyle. He's gonna have that disease you have when you get married. You know about that disease, Brandon? <laughs> it's called no. one gyna. You have one gyna for the rest of your life. Uh, but uh, that's, that's, a, that a, that. that's a that was that's a comedian joke. No, don't take that seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> Diego says, "Damn, didn't have to kill him like that. He should have, right?" Just like Eddie Kingston and John Moxley should have been killed, right? Uh, this is a, just to me, it's like everything that, you know, Murphy's Law, everything that, that can go wrong will go wrong. And obviously they had something planned. And this is where I think a lot of, a lot of people lost me because they were like, that's what AEW gave us? It's stupid. I'm like, obviously it was botched. It's not, <laughs> it's not like that was the amount of pyro they had. Obviously the pyro that was supposed to go off didn't go off. Because they, you saw it, like maybe maybe when they did one of those spots like you were talking about, um, they, one of the explosions went off too much, you know, and so it mm. wasn't there for the end. Um, but anyway, it was supposed to be this big massacre, you know, Eddie Kingston taking, taking the fall, which was <laughs> supposed to be a huge babyface turn for him, and I thought that would have been huge. They should have done a uh, ring
1: collapse. I think maybe too. If they I thought a have ring, coll- it. Like a ring yeah. collapse
0: would have been good. Um, I, I had high hopes for this, and of course, you know they did too with the countdown. Um, but then the problem comes where you know, and I said it was not a problem until one thing happened, and you can't necessarily. <laughs> Fernando, by the way, says blame Cody for the pyro usage. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he that I that hate up. that Cody Rhodes entrance. I love Cody Rhodes, <laughs> but I hate that Cody Rhodes entrance. Uh, it got a little bit better, actually, to be honest with you, now with the Snoop Dogg stuff. I don't know why, but it's gotten like a little bit better for me. But uh, oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes' <laughs> entrance is definitely a heel for me. Um, oh, anyway, back to it. Uh, what went wrong in the spot is Eddie Kingston had his head down. So obviously with your head down, you don't see what's going on. And you just uh, you sell. The problem was when he sold the pyro. <laughs> In a perfect world what would have happened is eddie kingston would have seen the ridiculous sparklers go off and then kind of just like look up and go huh like what what happened like you know and kind of like go like oh i thought it was going to explode but it wasn't that would have saved this whole thing but it's not eddie kingston's fault obviously he had his head down and he probably But, uh, you know, Slam Hub Wrestling asks, what do you think about the explanations about the dud explosion? I think it was a perfect example of why Eddie Kingston is so well regarded in AEW already. Because only Eddie Kingston can talk his way out of what happened. And Eddie Kingston basically making it a mental health thing. And, you know, obviously there are a lot of wrestling fans with, uh, you know, mental health issues or anxiety that they tackle. Uh, Myself included. I I can't speak for Brandon because he doesn't have human emotions. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He has to watch ASMR videos to uh, even feel something. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it, it was a situation where, like, you know, as a fan at home, you sat there and went, wow, okay, cool. I can understand that. And you know he right. made it a, a kayfabe thing of like, hey, I had anxiety back at Rikers. You know all the, the the horns going off and the sirens and this, and it gave me anxiety, and I passed out. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it, you know. And I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great explanation. And then I love the heels taking advantage of it later on, too. Again, the secondary explanation Kenny Omega goes basically like, You think I was going to explode the ring? Are you stupid? You know how much money that cost? And this, that. And then they made fun of it, literally saying, 69, me done. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. <laughs> you know, making fun of Eddie Kingston. AEW did amazing in this. And I saw Mick Foley and Lance Storm saying they should have acknowledged the mistake and move on. Mm. But I think they did better than that because I think it would have been still an ongoing joke. But the way they handled it is like it, it got resolved in kayfabe. Right, right. So that means more to me than to own up to the mistake because we all know it was a mistake. We right. all, they don't need to acknowledge that. We know it. It was obvious. And, yeah
1: and that's tough like to make that call like on the spot live you're like the commentary team it's like you know uh, stuff's supposed tough. to happen you're already like you're Brand, we've cut, commented. you know what you're supposed to say yeah. <laughs> it's and like uh... somebody goes
0: down with I, I remember never forget like we had a, a guy named Bill crude went down with a wrist injury oh yeah uh, oh man, legitimately does. broke his wrist uh, on the concrete <laughs> you could hear the loud smack and we're like we're a commentator okay and then uh you know bill crude goes out and we like literally didn't know what to do and it's awkward and it's like yeah. what? Do, how do you cover for this because someone, th- something just went wrong in this case somebody got hurt and we're just like oh no like do we keep going do we keep recording it is a hard position to be in I don't envy uh, the position they were in uh, juggernaut097 uh, says thoughts on sacrifice I actually watched sacrifice it was a really amazing pay per view um, if you don't want to watch the whole pay per view do me one favor go watch the main event moose versus uh rich swan moose hits a spot off of i want to spoil it but he hits a spot on off the top rope you just got to watch it all right so sacrifice was amazing uh kudos to impact wrestling they might have some of the best wrestling in the wrestling business right now um and if you're not watching them subscribe to impact uh plus eight what eight bucks a month and get the pay-per-views come on now support them um Apron Bump says, AEW handled it perfectly. Like you said, Kenny, it's going to be a joke regardless. Uh, but now that they have a, a sensible explanation in kayfabe without breaking the fourth wall, right? So you got the heels mocking it, like, oh, we tricked you. And then the babyface is saying, yeah, anxiety, and I thought it was going to explode. Sue me. Mm. Great, great explanation. I think it worked out for everybody. Um, and also, I want to say kudos to Sting, because um, I will say, this is how you know it was a good match. That match, with a cinematic match with Sting. Yeah. Um, it was good because everybody booted at first because they were expecting Sting to wrestle in front of them Actual, uh, yeah. and then all of a sudden you get this cinematic match and they're like boo you can hear it audibly boo this sucks you know that sort of thing but as the match went on people were cheering and they were loving the spots, and they were going with it. So you know that it was a good match when you can make people forget that, A, we paid money to see Sting, and yeah. we're having to watch him on a video screen now. Sting looked every bit as good as he did, and I always said, you know, half speed it's, uh, it's, for Sting is still better than most guys' full speed because yeah. Sting was always a high, intense wrestler. Remember, he's a team with the Ultimate Warrior. You really think about that. Early in his career, Sting was a guy that teamed with the Warrior. So yeah. obviously he has frenetic energy.
1: You know, I I even liked how, how it was shot um, and like the editing and what they did, did the different too. angles and stuff like it looked it looked perfect. It looked, you know, it, WWE it, type quality. Yeah, I like think it, it might look, have looked yeah. better
0: than some of WWE better cinematic some of stuff matches. Done, right. The way I said it, and obviously this is due to Sting's character. The way I said it, oh, Verbal McMahon, by the way, said this on Instagram, but he comes in. He's like, yeah. can we arrange a spot where I hit Brandon with the shooting star press? <laughs> Absolutely, we can. But it has to be from the height that Darby Allen did the coffin drop <laughs> because i want brandon seriously hurt anyway uh, um I, the way i said it, obviously with his character this was like the crow come to life to me is what it looked like it was dark it was brooding it fit the sting character it fit the darby allen character um it did nothing but enhance all of the characters involved um and i have nothing but good things to say about it um and yeah, people saying I love the way Kenny explained explosion not heard around the world. Great on their part, exactly. Heels being heels. You hear Jim Cornette? Heels being heels. That's how you do it, brother. Not how you do it on Twitter, where you get your old lady to text for you. Um, he gets his old lady to do a lot
1: of things for him. I'll stop. Now, what did you think about you know the big you know signings you know that they've brought in? Wait, wait, okay, uh, so let me, let me yeah. comment on oh, this, sorry. right? And I want to yeah. say
0: this uh, to Kyle because I would have agreed with you until somebody told me otherwise. Kyle okay. says, it was almost perfect. I didn't need the commentary, though, though it felt out of place. Um, we have somebody who comes on the, on the chat from a time to time. His name is uh, Mason wrestling in the dark. He is a blind wrestling fan and he, we were talking about cinematic matches at WrestleMania. And he said, I hate them for one reason. They don't do commentary. And as a blind fan, I literally don't know what's going on. And I never thought about that. And I never thought about the fact that a cinematic match with no commentary is literally just a 20 minutes of silence for a blind wrestling fan. So kudos to AEW for actually doing the commentary and letting people who, you know, do not have their sight still enjoy this so i will say that um one thing i do want to talk about is the signing of christian cage with aew now <laughs> the internet wrestling community went off because to me i think everybody worked themselves here <laughs> and what happened there is like all signs pointed to two people at a certain point it was either going to be kurt angle or it was going to be christian there's only two names that kind of made sense. And maybe Rob Van Dam. Like, I give that one to you, but I feel like AEW wouldn't have hyped it in the same manner because they specifically you- said, said Hall of Fame worthy, like someone who should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. That took out Kurt Angle. So to me, it was going to be Christian. Like, Day Elv, I was like, it's got to be Christian. But what were you saying? Do
1: you think Punk might have not was out of it by that time too, maybe? I was say. Well? Or do you think Punk, Punk was maybe sort of people himself, were hoping?
0: Um, uh, Punk had taken himself out of the situation. Um, he had said, I'm, it's not me. And, of course, you're like, oh, I don't believe wrestlers. He's but CM just, Punk's yeah. a pretty transparent kind of guy. And I feel like he wouldn't have tweeted anything at all if it was if it was him. Um, but what I'll say is, like, a lot of people work themselves because what happened is they started expecting Brock Lesnar. Um, I, and mind you, I, I was one of these where I was like, hey, it could be anybody. But I still maintained, like, a level of, like, I'm not going to trick myself into thinking it's a certain name. And getting disappointed when it's not. So people were like, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk. And they had start started hearing that name, like those names in their head. And it got to a point where no matter who came out, if it wasn't Brock Lesnar or CM Punk, <laughs> they were just going to be pissed off. And that's what happened. <laughs> so to me, that's like the the whole situation. It's like Christmas, you know, if you start tricking yourself into that, you're getting this present when you don't get it, you you bitch. To me, I've always been the type of person that like, I'm happy that you even decided to get me a uh, Christmas gift. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's the level of gratefulness. And then people, they don't think Christian was a good signing. And and to me, Christian's always been so severely underrated. I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on, on Christian, man? Because uh, I've never actually heard him.
1: Yeah, no, like that's what I'm saying. Like he, he's a big name person. Like, the people know who he is. Uh, he can obviously still go. Uh, he's a legend future Hall of Famer. So he fits these, those criteria. But like you said, the way. Sort of AEW was building up the pay per view and like who the signing was going to be, and then sort of the names that were kind of floating around there. Like you wait, said, wait, people wait, sort of worked themselves. Th- yeah. This and this is what I'm
0: talking about. You kind right. of fell into that trap too, just of right, what right. you're saying. Right, right. AEW didn't do shit. Well, right, right. All AEW said was this is a Hall of Fame worthy signing. Right. That's all they said. And Paul White, the former Big Show, said it and then everybody went off on the internet and they started okay, speculating yeah.
1: right
0: so to me aew doesn't get a bad rep at least in the sense of over advertising it all they said Presently. right was here it is and then everybody else including myself over speculated okay right um let me let me read this by the way because i want to touch on this i'll get i'll give a little bit yeah. of news here Some, uh, eric travis says christian got his tna theme good because i didn't want it to change it uh don't i'm not gonna tell you how i got this info but i i do know that um, AEW's music guy, uh, Mikey Ruckus, um, he had made some songs for Christian, and basically last minute it was decided, "Hey, can you just cover his TNA theme? Because wow, that's okay. like what he's right. most well known for, and you know it is a, uh, it, it's like his Legends theme. So let's go ahead with, with that. And I thought it was a good move. The, <laughs> you know, what the, actually, the problem is that this is tell you the type of fan <laughs> I am. Uh, as soon as they were like, okay, the person's coming out, and it went do 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 and it started the countdown. I'm like, oh shit, it's Christian, because I watched mm. his TNA run, and I knew that Christian had the countdown with the like and how the beginning of his song sounded. Right. Nobody else popped in the crowd, including the wrestlers, until it said Christian Cage up on the on the entrance video, like right behind me here. <laughs> When it said, when it said uh, Christian Cage, that's when they popped. And there was a part of me that maybe, and this is part of the gatekeeping side of me, I guess, right? I'm like, damn it, damn it. I knew it was Christian. And how come you didn't know it? Oh, I it. Damn it. No. I, 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 just, I, I felt like embarrassed as a wrestling fan. I was like, come on, guys. Like, Not even one person knew it was Christian just from the minute right. the music played. To me, it's like the glass shattering
1: for Austin. It's like, you know who that is. But yeah, like 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 you're saying, yeah. I guess it's not so much A W S fault as sort of people in the community sort of work themselves up to a certain degree of expecting something, and then it's like you got Christian, which is which right. is awesome, which is cool. But then you're like, uh I was kind of expecting somebody else, sort of thing. So you exactly. got that. But the cool thing is with with the Christian, uh, like somebody was saying in the, in the chat, right. he's getting slotted in to possibly you know the world title for you like already you know he's already going after their top guy possibly and that's cool that's somebody you can work with yeah
0: i think i think christian deserves it i think outwork everyone is not just a fancy saying it is literally he's one of the best workers in the business to the point where people were like i wish uh you know a certain point where like i wish he wasn't retired because like he's a guy that could really contribute to the next generation of wrestler and that's the precedent that i want to set with christian being in aew it's like i don't think anybody understands that uh christian cage is going to be so instrumental in aew's future because he can help with those little nuances that wrestlers are missing you know when you want somebody to do better and you know when i'm pointing out like oh a certain wrestler he should have looked at the crowd at that point or he should have done Mm -hmm. that uh christian's one of those guys He's one of those guys that understands that, and he's always been underrated. People forget, okay? People forget in 2005, Christian was actually in a better spot than Edge. There was actually talk of, of Christian or, or people clamoring for Christian to win the world title, uh, WWE Championship, I should say, from John Cena at that point. And then they transferred his ass to SmackDown and they said, you know, you go do go to the boo-boo show and, and do what you do. And then basically he, re, you know, <laughs> didn't re-sign a contract because his spot fell. And okay. it, it's so sad. By the way, uh, people in the chat are saying, you know, talking about Christian Cage's theme is one of the best. Um, fun fact, because you know I'm a themer, of course. So obviously, Just Close Your Eyes uh, by Christian's song in the WWE um, in 2005 was based off of Evanescence's My Last Breath. Mm. Then when he went to TNA, they just completely carbon copied My Last Breath. And now the AEW theme carbon copies... The TNA theme, which carbon copies my last breath. So when we're saying like, Oh, it's one it's, people are saying it's the best. Um, one of the best non-lyrical wrestling themes of all time. Go listen to my last breath by Evanescence. essence, actually a better song per se, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, back to Christian. Um, yeah, he never, I, I feel like Christian's never gotten his due. Uh, Christian's always been a lot better than people give him credit for. I was there when he won the world title. It was extreme rules, 2011 here in the floor Tampa, Florida. And even then, it was a consolation prize for his buddy retiring. So when people tell me like, "Oh, well, that's not true because Christian, he had world title runs and he had this," I'm like, "Yeah, everything he did revolved around Edge. Andrew. Everything that they did with him revolved around Edge." And I've asked people, I said, "If he had signed with WWE, what do you think would have happened? He'd have been Edge's lackey in this feud. Uh, Roman Reigns would have probably taken like him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. would have probably taken him out before Mania, and that would have been his role." And i think he knew that i think he he knew he was gonna get people are saying mikey ruckus did the song can he i know mikey ruckus did the song mikey ruckus told me he did the song literally told me in a dm i did i copied the tna song I, so i'm aware um but i'm telling you what it's based off of just fyi so anyway back to it christian i think he, he made knew. the best move yeah. to go to TNA, uh to go to aew Because now you have a chance of Edge having the Universal title and Christian having the AEW title. And it makes that (coughs) moment of the Rumble sadder because we thought it was a hello. It was a goodbye when they hugged. You know, it's kind of crazy. Would you hug me like that if you had to leave, Brandon?
1: Uh, Maybe. I don't
0: know. (laughs) I like the shirt. But speaking of... Not getting their due. Uh, Peyton Royce actually on Raw Talk uh, hit a hell of a promo talking about, you know, she's had all this potential and her potential haunts her and she wants Asuka. And I didn't see this coming from Peyton Royce. Um, I didn't think that she had this in her. And I'm, you know, happy to say that I was wrong because I was like, oh, I see it. I see it now. And um, the problem (laughs) is... Uh, Diego says now we just need Gangrel to go for the WWE title <laughs> <laughs> I have a shirt that has Greg Gangrel's blood on it remember, cause remember <laughs> when we uh, cause he was there when we were commentating for Knockout
1: and oh, do you remember, I went, t- you. No, you remember yeah. I went to take a picture no you don't remember I went
0: to take a picture and Stupid Me was underneath him and I was taking uh. the picture uh, doing it not realizing when you spit liquid off <laughs> what happens it falls so literally I had like pre-coronavirus of uh, course you know I have a uh, gangrel spittle all over my phone and my shirt and look I'm just saying that you know if you've had gangrel spittle on your
1: shirt yeah you
0: can't get coronavirus
1: it's gonna be worth something man yeah you can hang on to that <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, no. What do you, yeah? What do you think about this? Do you think uh, WWE is sort of doing this now? You know, do you see this with uh, Apollo Cruz and now with like Peyton Royce? Or you, you think they're gonna give like these friends guys these little moments to pop well, out? Peyton,
0: and- Apollo is very obvious that they're actually pushing him. Peyton Royce was more of a taking her moment on Raw, on Raw Talk, a forum where she uh-huh. wasn't necessarily scripted. So no, I don't. I don't think they're necessarily giving it to her, especially with Oscar being injured Oscar might not even make mania is the because she has a concussion so they don't know if she's oh. gonna be back in a week or back in a month or back in two months so right. it's gonna be a tough one it's gonna be a tough one to give Peyton Royce um a push here because like uh, right. come on come on they're gonna give it to
1: Charlotte <laughs> well they, yeah they don't want they don't want Charlotte again that's same old same old man I mean well do you think Peyton Royce maybe deserves the shot, you know, as far as potential. I think she has the potential to do it.
0: And I think she should be given an opportunity to be able to do it. Um, But speaking of Charlotte, um, Charlotte's real life fiance, Andrade, um, um, caused a stirred, stirred uh, the internet up. I should say on Friday, because he removed all mentions of WWE on his bio. And um, it reports came out. That he had requested his release on Monday, and Vince oh. said, "Damn it, you're not getting released. You're sitting out your contract." <laughs> but uh, Andrade, I'm gonna have a controversial take because the oh. internet um, always likes to to me fluff up things, and everybody hmm. went off of like, "How do you have Andrade on the roster? He has the potential to be your next star, and he's and you're wasting him. How do you have a uh, you know Shane McMahon?" uh and Dick, <laughs> you know, what was it shane mcmahon and goldberg, oh, goldberg yeah. but you can't uh you know you can't feature alistair black and andrade Andrade's your next mega star and as well okay hold on hold on one second you're correct they should be featured more andrade should be featured more this mega star crap that you're going on about is completely fluffing up the fact that this man mm. can't really cut a promo And if you Hmm. don't have the speaking abilities, because people, again, people have compared him to Eddie Guerrero. And I'm not here to knock his English. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not knocking his English. I'm just showing you that, like, when people compare him to an Eddie Guerrero, what was the difference between Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero? Why did Eddie go far and Chavo didn't? Speaking ability. Because Chavo could wrestle just as good as Eddie. But Eddie had a presence. Eddie could, could be there and he could literally be like, What's up, Holmes? And he, you could feel it. You could get into his character, okay? My thing is, Andrade, you could never really invest in his character. You know who you can invest in? Selena Vega. Angel Garza. Uh, oh. Angel Garza yeah, yeah, has, has the skill and the talking ability to get there. And to your point, to your point, um, to your point Zelina Vega with Andrade was an amazing pairing because, yes, you can bring him up with his lack of ability to cut a promo with Mm. her ability to cut a promo. They were a good pairing. But my thing is, don't fluff up Andrade to be a bigger star than he was. He has the potential. I'm never going to say he doesn't have the potential. But don't make it seem like they dropped the ball on, you know, the guy that's going to win the next Royal Rumble.
1: (sighs) Alistair, you Black, think, baby. I yeah, yeah, Alistair, Alistair Black, maybe. Yeah, Alistair is in Black is the same sort of... Yeah, do you think Alistair he's Black in the same has, sort of category?
0: To me, he was getting better. He could cut the promos. But to me, like, he should have gone in a different... He should have been a dark-brooding character without the promos. If that makes sense. More like an Undertaker earlier in his career. So... Yeah, I think I think everybody's kind of misguided, but let me, let's talk about this topic. I saw a lot of people on, on the internet saying Goldberg and, and Shane McMahon are more interesting than <laughs> Alistair Black and Andrade. And here's the thing. I, this is where I have a problem with the IWC always because the IWC works in black and white. I work in shades of gray. So you had two sides to this coin for everybody, right? You had one side saying Goldberg and Shane are big box office attraction. Alistair Black and Andrade are jobbers and screw them. Then you had the other side of the coin that said, Alistair Black and Andrade should have been given a chance. Vince McMahon held them back. Goldberg and Shane are shit, and they shouldn't be there. And I was like, you're both wrong. you know what it is? The way I said it was, okay, you got a two-night WrestleMania, right? You got enough room for all these matches, right? You put your Alistair Blacks and you put your Andrades on the card, but do not for a second mistake the fact that Goldberg and Shane McMahon are pillars Of the wrestlemania foundation and they will bring in eyes so that other people can see the alistair blacks and the andrades and to Mm. me the fault is not building up your stars to replace goldberg and shane mcmahon and when people go well shane mcmahon's not a real wrestler tell me a bad shane mcmahon match (laughs) i have told do you remember you you remember we have a friend who is a huge shane mcmahon mark we went to wrestlemania 33. And he, and he was not excited for AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon, even though he's a Shane McMahon mark. And I was like, why not? There, there's literally no way they can have a bad match. Because AJ is that hungry kind of guy that like, wants the best match on the card. And Shane McMahon, if you're, he's working with somebody like that, he will make sure to give them the best match possible. Right. They had arguably match of the night. And I looked at him and said, what did I tell you? Why did you doubt Shane McMahon? And I never understand why people doubt Shane McMahon in this spot. Now, what I will say is (laughs) that little promo he cut on Braun Strowman, whatever ball he was holding, he dropped it right then and there. Because when he cut that little stupid promo, stupid, stupid, it was horrible TV. And that's to tell you I'm not just gonna go ahead and put a pot of spin on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to do something to to make me interested in this feud again. I was interested to see Braun versus Shane and where it was going. After Monday, I don't want to see it. Him. <laughs> and you know, I said actually that's something tough. about you yeah. know, I said something about, you know, going back to the Goldberg and Shane McMahon stuff. I said you gotta look at a guy like Braun Strowman. They've actually utilized him correctly at WrestleMania. Braun Strowman has never been in a match with a, with a normal wrestler per se, somebody on the active roster at WrestleMania. Think about all his roles at WrestleMania. He's been a uh, tag team with uh, Nicholas. So even though it was a normal match per se, it was still an attraction, right? <laughs> then right. he won what, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Again, it's kind of an attraction, like he won a Battle Royal. Then what, what did he do? The, uh, well, in that match was uh, Colin Jost and um, I, I can't remember the other guy's name, I apologize. But it, there, was um, SNL, yeah. there was an SNL tie-in. SNL,
1: yeah.
0: There's an SNL tie-in there, right? Braun Strowman fought, uh, what, Goldberg, you know, at the last one. Braun Strowman is your current guy that you can put with your outside people and have him as an attraction. So to me, he's like the modern-day Andre the Giant. And a lot of people are not going to give him credit for that. But now, who is he feuding with? Shane McMahon. uh, uh, Andrade. Braun Strowman is that guy that can segue the current generation with the uh, the legends, if you will.
1: Good, Good spot to be in is beautifully strong. But
0: speaking of WrestleMania, um there are rumors that WrestleMania is gonna be have forty five thousand
1: fans. Now that's so seventy five percent yes.
0: capacity at WrestleMania for each night. How do you feel about that, brand
1: Dude, I'm excited about it because um I was like, Man, I hope they get more people in than they had for the Super Bowl. I think they can. They did the Super Bowl, everything worked out. You know fairly well. Like I, I, figured they can squeeze in more more people mm-hmm. here anyway. Uh, that would have less of the uh, like cardboard cutouts and stuff. I, I still want so the cardboard I like, cutouts I ho- ho- to to fill in the spots. I think they should do yeah, it. Yeah, just just fill in the spots. But I want more actual people there. So I'm glad they actually decided to get more fans in into the building and hopefully that helps with ticket prices too <laughs> so right so you saw i mean you all know I'm,
0: I'm a big advocate for masks and um you know social distancing and things like that but we're getting to that time when we're all going to be able to go back out into the world and uh, i want to say kudos to WWE for being brave on this for understanding that hey the super bowl went off without a hitch and um let's do this 45,000. Uh i will you know assuming that we go brandon i will document what the protocols are like just to show people and to show people that, you know, the safety precautions WWE takes, um, we're getting to a point where everybody's about to be vaccinated. I think May 1st is when it's going to open to the general public. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it's a lot safe. you know, even though it's only been three months in the, since the super bowl, I actually think like, I feel a lot safer to be going to this, knowing that a lot of people in Florida are vaccinated. They're going to be putting us in pods. They specifically said on the presale, sale when I was looking at it, they're gonna sell tickets in increments of two to six so that whenever they, they sell it, they're gonna put you in a pod. So I was like, okay, so I'm gonna buy three tickets because God knows I don't wanna be next to Brandon. Yeah, no. Okay. I'm mean, actually, I'll buy, yeah, I'm gonna buy two tickets for myself, be in one pod, and put Brandon in his own other pod. Okay? <laughs> And so when Do people are think? saying two-night show, don't forget. Yeah, well, we know it's a two-night show. It's 45K at both both nights, so 45K and 45K. So you really think about it, that's about as much as they were going to put in there for a one-night. For a one-nighter, yeah. Brandon, by the way, uh, Carmella is accepting applications for a new sommelier,
1: according to Slab home Wrestling. <laughs> uh are you going to be one of them? I, I could do it, man. I, I gotta, I gotta step up the wardrobe a bit, but I think I could, I could handle
0: you know, it. Yeah. But again, again, I, you all know my policy on, on mass and social distancing and things like that. I still give kudos to WWE for being brave, but I wonder if this will be the night that you know they, uh, are they going back on tour after this, or is this going to be you know, mm. yeah, that that's my that's main question. Up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. I think they're going to go back on tour probably starting SummerSlam. Because I think now, by then everybody's yeah. vaccinated. Yeah,
1: and this yep. is test run. When's the next? Where's the next mania? It's not in Texas, right? Is that in L.A.? Is this supposed no, to be? No, no, it's Texas. So it's going to be in Texas. Yeah. So then, Texas has yeah. already said they're kind of opening up. So hopefully by the time next mania comes around, and they'll be able, they'll just go 100 percent yeah you know capacity have it open absolutely
0: no doubt in my mind at this point with the way the country's going and things that will be at 100 capacity and kyle says it just perfectly he says wwe aren't dumb they know how many eyes will be on this they're going to do it right people don't give WWE enough credit but remember aew is already kind of opened up to fans right WWE still hasn't opened up to fans because they were waiting for the time to do it they, they were waiting for it to be completely safe. So to me, if WWE is saying 45K at WrestleMania, then 45K at WrestleMania will be safe because they will make sure it's safe. And I, that's why I want to record it because I said, you know, I want to show people like, I'm sure they'll have pods and things when you're buying um, merchandise. Like, I don't just <coughs> expect like merchandise, everybody to huddle up at the table or maybe they'll do it a certain way where, you know, hey, you can text what you want, pay the thing and they'll bring it to your seat. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, I kind of foresee that they're going to take these, this level of precaution. People, by the way, telling you that, yes, WrestleMania is in uh, Texas, Brandon. It's in Texas, um, like but, yeah, that, that's my thing. I, I trust WWE here. I, I really do. Um, but speaking of two nights, uh, so we, we got word that TakeOver <laughs> will be two nights. NXT stand and deliver. Nuts, man. How much you, wrestling can you handle in one <laughs> week? Because even I'm, I'm like, oh my god, like I, I don't, don't know.
1: I, but I feel like I feel like the hardcore cats. They're gonna watch like the whole week. I right? mean, I'm gonna and watch, like but... for them, yeah, it's like, man, this is WrestleMania week, so it's just like wrestling week. So I'm just gonna sit, you know, and watch, right? You know, four or five days straight of wrestling. And
0: you know, uh, I, I'm gonna tell you straight up. If I'm vaccinated by then, yeah. I'll be at WrestleCon. I'm gonna be at everything. <laughs> I will be at everything because at a certain point, there's no reason not to be, right? right. But, um, you know, you have a two-night takeover. Uh, do you, you know, is the NXT roster big enough for this? Yeah, they got tons
1: of dudes. Maybe throw in you know,
0: some... Well, yeah. You know what would be cool, in my opinion, uh, to yeah. test the waters with NXT for? If they did one-night men, one-night women. Ooh, because they really. have a deep enough women's roster to do it. Yeah. And I think it would really set a precedent of, like, you know that goes back to what i was saying is like i almost don't want another evolution i want women to have their own pay-per-view as a normal thing Mm. you know because we've already done the whole ceremony first women's pay-per-view it would really really say something if you give them one night of a pay-per-view and then the men another one night of another pay-per-view because then it says that these two are equal right you see what i'm saying so there's no lesser night per se you know you think maybe they'll have the women main event one night and then the men main event the other night they sort of thing? They absolutely have to. To me, they have to because it would, it would be a bad look. When you have arguably the best women's roster in professional wrestling right now and you are not going to do that, I, I, I think that'll be a bad look. So yeah. to, me, to me, they have to. But speaking of the women's division, um, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai were rewarded <laughs> With the uh, be by being the first ever women's NXT tag team champions by William Regal. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Vince giveth, they take it away. you know. It's it's good. I was gonna ask you about that. I was gonna ask you about that. Um, so obviously an amazing moment. You could see genuinely they were they were happy. Uh, I won't get into it. Uh, I said that you know having an NXT women's tag team titles are needed. Uh, and again. But um, having the NXT tag team titles for them would be uh, amazing. But I don't have a trust because of what they did with the main roster titles, mm. and I think they need to fix that division too. But I don't want the NXT tag team titles to, women's tag team titles to be good, and then the main roster ones just suck. So that's 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 my issue with with just bringing out the new titles. Because, like, you didn't establish the main roster titles main enough roster to do yeah. it. But at the same time, it goes back to the whole you know, you want it to be equal, right? So it's like if the main roster has tag team titles, NXT should have had t- women's tag team titles because the men's have literally three sets of tag team titles and then you had one for the women's. Mm. So, in that sense, I get it. Okay. Um, that being said, I thought it was actually really cool that they gave us that shock value of Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart winning it. Um, because I'm always about, like, hey, if it shocks us, I'm all for it. Even if we're like, ah, oh, I disagree with it. Right. As long as it they was compelling done, television. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. It's like, they could have just given it to him and called it a day. But, like, they left us something to talk about. Right. So, put the titles I, on the map. Right.
1: And I, I'm, I'm kind of, like, thinking it's cool to have the tactiles on them. And then, so you can get gonzalez off on her own i think she's just sort of be right. a singles anyway right it so put her yeah.
0: with yo or something and, and make yeah, that happen yeah. you know what i mean and start it, making her happen. Yeah, yeah i agree i agree with that um so somebody asked uh, juggernaut says why are there two cruiserweight championships the reason that is is because when the pandemic happened um oh my god i can't remember his name the irish ace is his nickname just, he was a cruiserweight champion um, Jordan Devlin And uh, Jordan Devlin was the, the cruiserweight champion But obviously borders got shut down So they needed an interim champion um, Due to that Which Santos Escobar won And now they're basically going to do The unification um, of them Because I think Jordan Devlin says he's coming to uh, NXT So that's why we had that That was uh, COVID, COVID related Okay So um, going back to uh, you know As we start wrapping this thing up Brandon What do you think about MJF's segment? with the inner circle
1: oh, man. Dude, this is cool. I, I mean I always liked having all these big like super factions with all these guys that you yeah. know uh, uh, on the card right. I always thought it was because cool then you know it, all, it it already made up you know, okay we're going to have these big you know eight man six man tag matches you know at some point down the road sort of thing and I always liked that um and plus in that way you get more people on segments on the show so you got all right. these guys coming out um and then this is also cool because, you know, MJF, I, I feel like he's on that level of a Jericho. And so it's like he should sort of have his own thing where he could be like the leader in the mouthpiece, you know, and be branched off on his own. Right. Uh, right. And I think, yeah, and now I, you got you can create more sort of matchups with sort of top guys. So I, 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 I dig it all. Um, with me, um, the way I'll say it is
0: I like that they did not do this in a standard way. Um, kudos to AEW for how they did it because what happened was we knew like MJF was going to turn right we're like something's going to happen here right well they completely changed the script just right away by almost like having an anticlimactic appearance by Sammy Guevara to just completely <laughs> kill whatever speculation we had and he goes oh yeah g- hey guess what <laughs> by the way the, they're asking the name of the faction I think I put, I put it in the details but uh I think that was a spoiler, so I might take that out because it wasn't announced yet. Uh, so just so you know, um, Sam Guevara comes out and he says, I want you to watch this footage. And it was literally MJF saying, hey, we're gonna turn on Jericho, you're with me guys kind of thing. Yeah. And then everybody turns on MJF and basically like, you know, obviously we knew we all talk. We knew you were gonna try to backstab us, so you're out of the group and they're about to, have to beat him down, right? right? And so that's a swerve in itself. We're like, oh man, we're getting the, we're getting the swerve. Then we get swerved again because MJF had something planned. Out come Wardlow, out come FTR, out come Sean Spears to beat down the inner circle. So the inner circle, the entire inner circle in one night turned babyface, right? So we right. didn't see this coming because we thought Sammy Guevara was turning babyface and the rest of the inner circle were heels. Now we got basically the whole inner circle turning babyface. Rejoining together in the original faction, but then you got this other heel faction established and like you said now there's like more TV time because now in one segment you can have literally 10 guys, you know, so <laughs> you know, this was a lot of foreshadowing too because the MJF was at ringside with FTR in some of the early pandemic shows, you know, and the fact that Wardlow looked like a beast during this segment, which is beating people down stood out like a sore thumb, right? they looked yeah, amazing the and, if, and, the and if anybody wants the spoiler who wants the spoiler on the name You let me know in the chat or, and I'll say it if you, if you say yes but um, I thought they did this phenomenally because I didn't see it coming I thought, it, I thought I got swerved and then it went right back to what it originally was going to be you know okay, what I mean right. but even that was a swerve so there was just a lot of twists and turns here they didn't do it the normal way where somebody just turns and it's like the beat down and they look you know I thought I thought it was phenomenal. Especially coming off of, you know, the botch at
1: revolution. <laughs> did it make up for, ended, for the to revolution? To me, it yeah. did
0: because then it was like you made up with, with a bigger turn. And you take MJF who was kind of playing, everybody's being critical. How are you making this guy play second fiddle to Jericho? How's this? He steps out of the shadows. To me, AEW does good. They, they take somebody back. They take a step back for a guy to say, take two steps forward. So I trust them. I trust them with booking. Miro is next, everybody. No. Believe it. <laughs> no, but Brandon, anything else we should talk about? I feel I feel like we got through it all. We got through it all there, buddy, buddy. If you're still here, if you're still here, and of course, why would you have left? Because it's Sunday at one thirty p.m. right now, so you got nothing better to do with your Sunday, but listen to our sexy baritone and A- ASMR. Mm. Rub it. Please. Oh, I... Yeah. Well, I was going to say, please uh, hit that thumbs up, subscribe, and we'll see you next week as well. But go ahead, Brandon. What are you saying?
1: Yeah, no, I just wanted to quickly throw in there uh, what you think of possibly NXT not moving. Well, we'll see what's going on. It's yes. still up in the air, so I guess. So I,
0: I actually heard, you know, the NHL signed, you know, the NHL did sign a contract with ESPN and ABC. So maybe NXT's not moving because obviously now they don't have the NHL, which predominantly is Wednesday nights. Um, that was going to be really what was risking their time spot so they might they might just stay on wednesdays we'll see but keep in mind i think and this is my opinion i know reports are what they are but i'm using context clues so we're talking about uh, nxt takeover stand and deliver nxt takeover stand and deliver is on wednesday and thursday after mania right so wednesday and thursday to me that's saying that they're testing a thursday night run That's my opinion, because why wouldn't they have done it on Tuesday and Wednesday? I guess. No, no, actually, yeah. Why wouldn't they have done it Tuesday and Wednesday?
1: Tuesday and Wednesday. And then split it up from the mini. Yeah, Mm. right.
0: So to me, um, they are testing a Thursday spot. And that would actually be helpful for a company like Impact. Because Impact has their Tuesday shows. And uh, to me, again, don't at me when it happens. (laughs) <laughs> but if NXT moves, I think it's moving to Thursday. I think that's really what's going on here. And kudos if that's the case. Kudos to you know WWE for not wanting to attack Tuesday night products. Because you got AEW Dark and stuff like that there too. You know what mm. I mean? So they're still competing per se. Yeah. But anyway. and AEW's probably got shows coming. Extra shows. So and that, that adds another. Exactly. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to let Brandon get to work because he does have a shoot job where he's got to go ahead and get ready for that brother, brother. I'm gonna go be a hero um, I'm gonna go fix flooring on, on, on my daughter's bedroom for her birthday So I have a lovely Sunday planned Hopefully you all have something a lot more relaxing to do than Brandon <laughs> and I uh, But join us next week, Sunday Same time, same place 12.30pm Eastern But luckily next week is not daylight savings So you can sleep in a little bit more Okay, Brandon? <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed early hey, wait, wait, People are asking, did AEW win the Wednesday Night War? I, they, to me, there's no winning the Wednesday night war. Okay, uh, they get they get the bragging rights if they move, right? I guess, yeah. Technically, <laughs> yeah. they already have bragging rights, though. They've been getting <laughs> consistently of, more yeah. ratings. Uh, but people are saying Thursday would hurt during football season. I mean, it's going to hurt no matter what. You kind of get into a spot where it's like, when are you going to move? Because, like, even this podcast, I'm like, well, if I move to this night and this, I'm competing against this. It's like at a certain point, it's like you kind of. You kind of need to uh, just not give a damn and just do the damn thing. Because do come on things. now, Brandon's gonna watch football regardless. Brandon ain't gonna watch NXT. <laughs> you think Brandon gives I a crap on NXT? Football. Right? See, remember, I remind you all. Brandon AJ Styles was debuting at the Royal Rumble 2016. He was come looking on. at the AFC scores. It was. It was just bad timing. It was bad, what do you mean bad timing. Around. Literally, AJ Styles is walking out. All I'm you like, had to do was uh, take your little beady eyes, turn around, and torn. look at AJ Styles coming out. But instead, you're like, "Uh, what's this? What's this? What's this game. What's a football game at?" Anyway, guys, hit that thumbs up button if Brandon's a moron, and <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next week, next Sunday, and I'll have more coffee in me next week. I'll see you later, guys. Love you. Mwah.
1: Mmm, it's mine.